The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Get Paid, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy, gambling, and daily fantasy. We are proud partners of Underdog Media. You can also find us on Podcast One. You are listening, as usual, to Sean and Brad. Brad, what's going on, my man? Howdy ho, brother. How you doing? Happy early 4th to you. Yeah, holiday week. So, um, you know, maybe some of these, uh, some of our listeners are going to be uh, throwing us up on, uh, well, not literally throwing us up, hopefully, uh, not unless they drink too much, but uh, throwing us on to their uh, to their mix um, this weekend. So if you're listening to us on the 4th, uh, happy Independence Day. You screw the British. Um, man, I'm in a good mood today. You know why, Brad? I think I do know why. Are you going to share with everybody? I do, man. Like I, um, I'm just ready for the NFL season. Yes, sir. We're yep. close, man. We're, We're cl- very close. Uh, training camp starts in what four weeks four weeks and we this episode um you know we're about a year into this i don't know this might actually be episode 52 i'm not sure but um a training training camp starts very soon and preseason starts in four weeks correct oh yes that's awesome hall of fame game july is training camp yeah, July. July yeah. is like um, like the twenty second. Usually, you know, like basically that third week of July, people are going to be okay. reporting. Uh, you and me, Brad, we're going to be talking AFC East today. Um, the um, the wind lines are going to be out. Um, AFC East. I don't think. Yeah, spoiler alert: the Patriots are going to win the division. But um, you know, let's let's just talk about it. We'll talk about some fantasy stuff. Uh, when we did these previews last year, we got really intense with the numbers, and uh, you know, Brad and I had a little meeting off the air, and we decided that um, it was painful for us to do, and I. I think it might have been painful for some people to listen to. So we'll lighten it up. We're still going to give the analysis, but it won't be as, uh, you know, I guess as robotic as it was last year. It, it takes some time, Brad, to find your way in a show, right? And how you, sure, how you do it. Sure, of course, man. You got to wade through the waters. There you go. There you go. Um, everybody, um, because this is a fantasy football episode, um, actually, I shouldn't say that. I made that up. I mean, it is a fantasy football episode, but um, I, I, this is really just shameless plug time. I do want to let you know that uh, the Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide, my book, is out on Amazon.com. It comes with free off-season advice and ranking updates. So that means if you buy it this week, that's cool because you just sign up on the email list. Um, the directions are inside. Um, give you the promo code, and um, which is also inside the book, and I'll give you free, um, seriously customized, tailored advice. If you're in a weird league, if you're in like a super keeper, super dynasty, different scoring methodologies, I will be able to help you out personally. I don't put all that stuff in the book. Otherwise, it would be like Webster's Dictionary if that thing still exists. But uh, there you go. And then also, um, we finally, Brad, we finally got the Roto Solo um, draft guide, which is really kind of based on in-season stuff, uh, in-season matchups, um, what you can expect for. I do a weekly ranking where I actually rank you know, each position, uh, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, by position, um, by week. So I've actually already projected those matchups. Um, so Roto Solo, the way it works is, uh, you know, they, they do the composite rankings. They give me their scores. I feed that into what I use for my daily fantasy metrics. Um, so it really was kind of a joint effort. But don't, if you um, if you have the Fantasy Football Almanac, just send, yeah, send me an email. I'll send you the book for free. 
Um, if you don't have it, you know, just buy the Fantasy Football Almanac. I'll give it to you for free if you sign up for the free updates. And, um, you know, if you're a daily fantasy player, it's going to be really cool. And I have a mechanism in there to uh, sign up for yearly in-season advice, the stuff that fuels this show. So um, there you go. There's Those are my plugs. But, Brad, before we get into the AFC East, I want to talk a little bit, and you want to talk a little bit, about Kevin Durant and the Warriors. Yes. Yes. Retiring his jersey? That is so bizarre. Can am I, I can't be the only one that thinks this. What do you think? I saw it on ESPN. I don't know if it was Weird. last night I saw it or if I saw it this first thing this morning. I thought, man, what like what is that about? Like I You know what it is? It's like when a guy screws up seriously with his woman and <laughs> gets her flowers, you know, like well, what would you give me flowers for? Oh, just, you know, because I, I love you. You know, I no, no, no reason in particular. I just, <laughs> do I need reason to get flowers for my woman? <laughs> you know, like nervous and like. Hey, by the way, we did tear your Achilles. Our bad, our bad. Yeah, we did, you know, realize that you weren't going to be with us probably. So we just decided to put you at risk for our sake. That must be it, dude, because come on. The guy is still playing. He's been there three seasons, all right? And, and let me say, for most of the three seasons, it was argued that he wasn't even the most important person on the team. Mm-hmm. And I could still argue that to this day. Yeah. Now, granted, he did win two championships and two MVPs with those championships, all right? <clears throat> Excuse me. But and, and that's a rarity, right? I mean, mm-hmm. how many teams have ever had a guy like that? Right. I, I, Sure, we could all count them on one hand, right? But, but we do know that he was already on the best team ever, one of them, right? And even though he is good, uh, it just it, it doesn't add up. It's really weird, man. I wonder, it, it's so weird to me <clears throat> to retire a jersey, like just to basically come out and say that they're going to retire the jersey this soon. He, he left last week. I mean, it's like on the the lifespan of the Warriors, he's a he's like a, a fingernail. He's like yeah, he was there in third grade and then he left. He moved town. Like he was just there for a moment, and there was success because the dynasty was already in existence, but it had nothing to do with him. And it's not like he was there for twelve seasons and he won three titles and he was the heart and soul of that team for a full career. Not even close, man. This is like unprecedented, and it cheapens everybody else that's ever had their had their uh, jersey retired. It's so it, it it almost feels to me like um, I don't know. Let's take a team like uh, the old Vancouver Grizzlies who turned into Memphis Grizzlies. You know, like a, like an expansion team that doesn't really have anybody. Um, like for the longest yeah, time, Brad, yeah, we, I could see. Like I don't know if you went to Orlando Magic games as a kid because I know you grew up in the Tampa area. But I would go to Magic games with my dad, and the only jersey that they had on the rafters because back then they were, you know, they'd been in existence like ten years. Um, the only jersey they had on the rafters was the number six jersey, which is the fans, the sixth man. Yeah, yeah. And so, so then like, maybe they retire Anthony Hardaway because he was the first one to ever bring them some success. Shaq as well, even Dennis Scott. Is that the point you're trying to make? Yeah, uh, yeah, but it, it, it's like before those are being able to retire, it's just like, well, let me just retire somebody. Like, can you imagine the Magic? I guess they probably will at some point if they haven't already. They'll, they'll probably retire Shaq's number even though he was only there for like three seasons. And I'm trying to think of um, – it, funny thing about Hardaway though because they'll, they'll probably retire Tracy McGrady's jersey and they both wore the number one. 
Oh, that's interesting. And both and both of them should be retired, right? I I, I think I think Anthony Penny Hardaway definitely should be on that. You know, I don't know Raptors. about McGrady, but I, I think definitely Hardaway. Well, McGrady took them, you know, to the playoffs and lost in the first round year after year after year. So yeah, so go. I mean that's that's not so special. Yeah. But Hardaway Hardaway and Shaq it gave them they made them a real team put them on they the did. map for the first time ever and they were good for a long time and they were popular and they were exciting i love too those uh those old hornets teams that nobody ever talks about too yeah um, the grandmama teams yeah the uh you got alonzo morning on that team larry johnson mugsy bogues and actually uh steph curry del curry's dad uh steph curry's dad del curry uh-huh, uh-huh. who i think was every bit as deadly as with um from three point land as uh as steph curry was but it was a different careful. game careful dude del curry was so careful. good careful i'm not saying he wasn't good but right. come on, dude Steph Curry let me just let me just look I, I because I didn't plan on having this argument but let me just look at Del Curry career stats pulling this up on the uh the old laptop right now I want to look at his three-point field goal percentage 45.7 in his career for Del Curry okay oh, no, no no wait, wait, wait. three no 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 sorry that's field goal because Steph Curry that's probably his three-point field goal percentage. Steph Curry three-point percentage is 436 Okay, and total three pointers made by Steph is a whopping two thousand four hundred eighty-three, and I think second place is less than half of that. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, yeah. So eating my words here, but Del Curry is uh, forty forty point two percent, or I'm sorry, point four forty percent. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was a great player, underrated back then, and he would be able. He would be deadly today, though. Maybe he's more like Clay Thompson today. Then, how about that? Yeah. By the way, Clay Thompson is is so strong, dude. What a great player. He's yeah. one of my favorites. If if and he could fit on every team, and every team would be lucky to have that guy. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, back so to back to Kevin Durant. The whole thing is ridiculous, and it's just absolutely bizarre. And uh, it just feels weird. The only thing that I can think of that this kind of reminds me of, and it didn't happen, but I was trying to think of a parallel in sports where this happened. And, may- and maybe this something like this has happened before, I don't know. But it would have been like if um, if the San Francisco 49ers retired Deion Sanders' jersey. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So Deion right. Sanders played, started in Atlanta, was at the top of his game, joined a team, won a Super Bowl, left. And he was only there for one year. That would be the only parallel I could think of that's anything yeah, like this. It's just so weird. Not a bad analogy. Numbers should be retired by organizations that, you know, the player gives everything they have to that organization, leave it all out there for basically almost a career, mm. right? From the start through the prime until the, you know, the legs fall off and then maybe they go play one or two more seasons at some, you know, Joe Montana to the Chiefs, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant uh, played many years in uh, Oklahoma State, um, just stopped off at Golden State on a detour, the easiest detour everybody had ever stopped at, <laughs> and now he's gone again. Yeah, it's weird, man. And, I, like, I wouldn't have <clears> – <throat> let's say it was, like, 10, 20 years from now, and we, we have the full context of that Warriors run. And then the Warriors say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna bring back Kevin Durant. We're gonna retire the jerseys from that whole team. You know, mm-hmm. I, that that I'd be cool with. But for him to get now, it's just it was so weird. It's just bizarre. Just bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it's really bizarre. It doesn't feel right, and uh, it's such an odd move from an otherwise uh, well functioning organization, don't you think? No, oh, yeah, 
It's just it. It is. I like your analogy, man. It's like the uh, the boyfriend that screwed up and is getting flowers. It's just uh, <laughs> yeah, flowers and chocolate for a couple of weeks. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about um, AFC East. We'll go uh, alphabetical like we did last year. Um, so that means I think we get to end on uh, the Jets. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll start with Buffalo. So, look, um, I'm not high on this team at all. Um, I think I think that – well, let's just start with this, Brad. I'm going to give you the over-under, and I don't know if you had a chance to look at the lines um, that I posted before um, that, or if I'm hitting you with these live. But Buffalo's over-under for win total this year is seven. Yeah, okay. Well, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, you think they're seven and nine team? Uh, yeah, I think they're seven and nine team. Um I mean, what do you think? They're going to do more? I mean, no way. No, I think they're going to do less. I think they're a five. Yeah. I think they're a five-win team. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be honest. I don't know enough about them to to make that call. I just know they're super below average. And what's going to change from last year? What is is anything going to change? Um, well, the, I guess the the big thing is that Josh Allen has a year under his belt. Um, all right all right you know i i I looked at his stats um you know i've been big into the stats you know i having a hand in that roto solo draft guide for the daily fantasy stuff and then you know obviously um in the fantasy football almanac though my book um um that i do solo there uh, my book i should say i shouldn't say solo since roto solo is a thing but for my book you know my analytics I, i just don't like them i think that basically josh allen is almost the same quarterback as lamar jackson he'll get you more passing yards less running yards I think, you know, in terms of fantasy, I think he'd probably be a pretty decent daily fantasy play. But, like, he's a, he's a quarterback to me, Brad, that is basically he's at this point in his career, I think he's like a one-trick pony. He reminds me a little bit of Patrick Ramsey back in the day mm-hmm. um, for the Redskins and maybe uh, Jeff George before that is, like, you can throw, you have a big arm, but, you know, what else? Maybe, like, he, maybe he had a little bit of uh, Brett Favre. If Holmgren had never been Brett Favre's coach, maybe that's mm-hmm. how Brett Favre's trajectory would have been. But, you know, you look at the Buffalo Bills coaching staff, and what concerns me, what always concerns me, as I said last year over and over again, I'll say it this year, is you, you got the defensive head coach, and you got the basically the second-year quarterback. Who's really emphasizing the development of that quarterback. It's going to be the offensive coordinator. He's an ex Patriots guy, never really had, um, you know, offensive coordinator responsibility. Spent a year out of Alabama. I just don't, I just don't see it, man. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it from Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to have a great year. If he doesn't have a great year, this whole team is, is going to crumble. I do think their defense is really good though, I guess. Uh, yeah, well the defense is always pretty good, right? Yeah, that's their strong point, isn't it? Yeah, and and you know, I know the Roto Solo guide. I think had this just sticks out in my head. The Roto Solo had him like ranked at second. Um, you know, my guide, I have him ranked considerably lower than that. I think I have him ranked like in the uh, yeah in the twenties. Um, I'm not high on them because I just think that they're going to be on the field a lot. You know, you could have the best. We saw right, this with Jacksonville right. last year, right? Like Jacksonville had a good defense. Had, it, had maybe we were talking. You know, they were. They were on the cusp of maybe being a generational type defense going into last season, and then they had some issues. And those issues primarily were that they were on the field like forty minutes a game. You know? Right, that is an issue. You can't have your defense out there all the time. As good as they are, man, they get tired. Right, as good as they are, for sure. Yeah, and, um, you got to move the chains on offense, right? It has to be that way. Um, I don't know, dude. It's just, it's nothing. There's no sun. It's just a dreary little place, and it, there's there's nothing exciting going on there. I mean, who's the offensive uh, powerhouse they got? Uh, that's the that's the problem, I think. Um, so they got LaShawn McCoy, right? 
but he's on the wrong side of 30 now. Um, and last year, like Josh Allen, you know, when you have a bad um, quarterback, the running backs suffer. We saw it with Arizona last year with uh, Rosen in Arizona yeah. and, and, you know, and uh, Johnson. Um, is it Johnson? I can't remember the guy. I'm blanking. I apologize for you. But the, uh, David Johnson, yeah. Um, you know, he struggled. I think it's, you know, it was the same thing. LaShawn McCoy didn't have many um, great stats at all. Um, and if Josh Allen can't move the chains, then everybody's just going to crowd the box. So I think what you're going to get in Buffalo, if I had to guess, I think you're probably going to get a lot of like bootlegs and, you know, maybe two read type type throws, you know, where, you know, he's looking deep. And if he can't deep, he's he, he's going check down. So if you're in a PPR right. league, maybe LaShawn McCoy will be okay. Um, I don't see him moving the chains. Like receivers, Brad, I'm going to le- read you the receiver roster right now. It's uh, Zay Jones, John Brown, and Cole Beasley from Dallas came over. Oh, boy. Cole Beasley, huh? I mean, he's not bad, but I, I don't see him being too successful over there. Do you? Yeah, I feel like he's like a poor man's, uh, you know, Danny Amendola. I mean, yeah, or may, right, maybe right. maybe maybe poor man's not the fair thing to say. I mean, like no, he's I that. I think it's pretty fair. He's fine. He's fine. But he's yeah. He, he's an excellent three. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't want him to be your two, and certainly not your number one. But as a three, he's he's probably perfect. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I like you're right, and the, you know if Cole Beasley goes to New England, right, he's going to do well there, right? Yeah. But I, I think this whole thing um, is really just it, it, everything is on Josh Allen's shoulders. <clears throat> you know, he's that. Luckily for him, I think he's in a division that, um, you know, outside of the Patriots, um, can be good for him. So maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll step it up this season. But man, I don't see seven wins from this team as good as I and I, I do like their defense. And I'm not trying to hate. You know, if you're a Buffalo fan, listen to this. I'm not trying to hate on Buffalo. Um, no, I like Buffalo, Buffalo but at all. I mean, yeah. I have nothing against them. Yeah. 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 In fact, I, mean, I had yeah. uh, I held Don Beebe. I talked to Don Beebe on my my other podcast. Uh, right. Like right. that guy. I, lo- I love the Bills, but uh, I think it's gonna be tough sledding for them, dude. Yeah, I do too, man. I don't think it's going to be too prosperous. I mean, anything could happen. And uh, actually, it's the, it, the Bills are a type of team where I could say, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they take the division and go 14 and 2. I honestly do. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, they got a rookie there. Um, just to tie, uh, tie a bow on the fantasy stuff. They got a rookie there that I like, Devin Singletary. I think, you know, in college, he was good. Um, you know, I'd be surprised, Brad, you know, or I wouldn't be surprised if LaShawn McCoy. Um, doesn't make it through training camp. I mean, he's older. He does have some off-the-field drama occasionally. Um, he's got a high salary. You know, why guarantee it for a year? I could see them cutting him before camp. I, although, I, to be honest with you, I thought they would have cut him by now. Um, I might have even written that in my book. Um, you know, give it. And Frank Gore's over there, actually, Brad. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Frank Gore, man. Still, Frank Gore is still plugging away, huh? <laughs> he sure is. Wow, dude. Jeez, some of these players, man, it's it's wild. Remember how long... Uh, who was that wanker who would wear them high socks in the NBA? Jason Terry. That guy, I swear to God, played for three decades. <laughs> Every time you turn up, he was on a team. This is Frank Gore now. Maybe a very underrated player, you know? He's Frank a Gore. Really successful tenure. Dude, I think he's like I think he's like top eight in rushing all time too. He's he might for, be like something like that. He might Nobody even be get, getting close to like top five. No, no, he does because he's done it so quietly. It's just insane that guy. That, yeah, what a career that guy's had. Any teams that that established anything? I mean, yeah. I think the best team he was on was that Niners team. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. fifteen years ago with Frank Garcia and uh, Frank Garcia, Harry, Jeff Garcia, Harry Owens. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Jerry Garcia. Garcia and Terry Owens. Something about rats and 
Jesse Owens. Yeah, Terry Jesse Owens. Yeah, so anyway, that's enough of Buffalo. Summer action is heating up in the beginning of July with a lot of excitement in the the MLB, Women's World Cup, UFC, MLS Soccer, and much more. There's only one place that has you covered, and that one place you can trust is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% welcome sign-up bonus. So, hey, buddy, I don't know if uh, if you've been betting a lot. I've been looking a lot at uh, MLB. There's a lot of stuff going on in the futures, a lot of surprises. I I should have, along with baseball Llama Brad, I should have bet on, uh, oh goodness, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, he was on them early. I know better than to uh, to not bet on his sleeper pick of the year. Yeah. He was high on the Twins. The Twins are going quite crazy. Eric knows his stuff. I should have bet on him. I didn't. I missed that opportunity. But you don't have to miss that opportunity. Go ahead and get some money on those people as well. Uh, Women's World Cup is uh, is winding up. Actually, right as we were recording, Brad, the uh, Team USA won, although um, it, seemed, it seemed like the uh, the officials kind of gave the game to them. Uh, but, you know, oh, that's, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. There were some things. Um, uh, there was a goal that was uh, called offsides. Didn't look offsides to me. Uh, not mm. that I'm a soccer expert, and um, and there's a penalty kick that uh, the girl, um, or I should say the woman, the strong independent woman, kicked it right into the arms of the other strong independent woman. So USA, man, uh, they could have they could have blown it, but they didn't. So they're in the finals. Good for them. And actually, Brad, uh, another uh, non-betonline.ag uh, riff here. Uh, my brother is actually at those games in France. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he's wow, taking Yeah, man, he's he's into soccer. Um, you know, he can't get into the World Cup because t- tickets cost too much. He could get into the Women's World Cup. Took his uh two of his daughters and his wife. So good for them. Uh, I think they're having a lot of fun. I'll I'll check in after this cuz I want to talk to him about the game, but uh, you know, we're busy. Anyway, back to Ben online. Hey, look, everybody, don't sit on the, on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code. It's podcast1 or you can text bet now to 238669 to receive that 50% welcome bonus. Again, it's bet now. You text that to the number 238669 to get started with your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. As the FIFA Women's World Cup gears up for an exciting final matchup, get the best coverage with Sports Like a Boss on Podcast One Sportsnet. Join three-time Olympian Holly McPeak and sports broadcaster Anne-Marie Anderson as they analyze the biggest stories and scandals with some amazing guests. Go for the gold and download new episodes of Sports Like a Boss every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One Sportsnet. Now, moving it on to Miami. So Miami yeah. entered... <laughs> Miami. So well, I'll just hit you with the win total. Over under, this is from Bet Online. over under five wins. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Wow. Who do they have thrown the ball this year? Um, it's either Rosen or Fitzpatrick. Oh my God. (laughs) (sighs) They're so lame, dude. And I live in Miami and every time those wankers are on TV and there's another game that I'd rather watch and want to be sick. (laughs) Every time someone invites me to a Dolphins game, Uh, I want to say, uh, it's been nice knowing you, but (laughs) you have no idea what's fun and what's not. (laughs) So pathetic. Get it together, Miami. Jesus. Well, they got... play for Fitzpatrick? Uh, well, I mean, Why, what is can that you a do? good decision? I mean... Wow. Well, then, but, you know, to be fair, you argued last year when Minnesota um, spent all that money on Cousins, you know? So you have a kind of a limited market. I did like their trade for Josh Rosen, man. Like, Dude, I, I do. I, you know what? I do like that. I don't hate that at all. But let me tell you something. If you're a team like Miami... And you see a guy like, wasn't Russell Wilson a free agent? 
Russell Wilson? No. Russell Wilson, wasn't he? No, he no, was- no. No, he extended. All right, I'm thinking about somebody else, but whatever. As soon as there's a he could have gotten Flacco, guy, Foles, um, Flacco. They would have had to trade for. There's a guy for. available. You sell the farm, like you sell out, and you just get that guy, and then everything comes into place. So you're going for Fitzpatrick. All that is wasted money. Wasted. Yeah. Wasted. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. They they had the new coaching staff, um, which I'm always. Um, I'm always I always have curiosity when people hire Patriot coordinators and they hired a yeah, Patriot right. coordinator. Uh, curious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they brought over. There's I think the offensive coordinator's name is O'Shea, something O'Shea. He brought over, you know, of course the Patriot system. Um, so let, let me just say this from a fantasy point of view, you know, I don't like the quarterback situation, and if I don't like the quarterback situation, then I don't like the team situation that much. But of course, of course, I do think that the running backs will carry some value because the Patriots, you know, use their running backs quite a bit. I'm sure Miami will try to establish a running game. Um, you know, Drake and uh, Ballage there, I think they they can do well. There's some potential. I always hate the receivers though, Brad. It's Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson, Devontae Parker. I don't like any That's, of them. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. So far, I've, 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 I on this division or in this division between Buffalo and Miami, I've listed six receivers. I don't want any one of them. I know, I know. I barely recognize any of them. The only one I recognized was Cole Beasley. He's the worst one of all of them. Yeah, I know. I, know. I only know him because he was on Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a rap album. Is that right? Yeah, man. I hear it's pretty good. No check kidding. it out. Yeah, check out, man. Cole Beasley. I'm going to open my Spotify right now and see if he's representing. Smooth jives, baby. Uh, then uh, tight end. I like Miami's tight end, uh, Mike Kosicki. He's, a, he's an early round draft pick a couple years ago. Um, and, you know, everybody had him hyped. Of course, I you know, not me because last year with uh, – what's his face? The coach of the Jets now. Um, you know, last year, uh, Gase, you know, his system really doesn't use tight ends that much. So I didn't really love him. Uh, this year, though, you know, if they're trying to install the Patriots thing, quarterbacks that might struggle, I think they'll probably check down a little bit. I like Kosicki as a as a sleeper, but we'll see where that goes. But man, uh, just to loop, um, you know, wrap this one up too. I'm on the under in a big, big way for Miami, Brad. Um, actually, you know, I shouldn't say that. Five wins. I would it's just hard for me to take the under on a team yeah, that only five. predicted to win five times. So. I know. For me, that's a that's a. It's a very low number. And they play Buffalo twice a year and the Jets twice a year. Right, right. Gosh, I'm inclined, Brad. I'm inclined to take the over. I wouldn't I know, bet it. I, know. I wouldn't bet it, but if I had to pick, I'd betting the over. Yeah, I'd put money on five. I I I'd bet they hit five, but if I had to choose between over or under, I would say six. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning to. Six and ten. Right. You open up those jams, those Cole Beasley jams. Uh yeah, I see his C D. His C D is called the autobiography and it's him wearing a helmet looking into a mirror and the reflection in the mirror is not wearing a helmet (laughs) very deep oh that is deep that is deep he got traded to miami he decided to take that thing off (laughs) he's got one jam called 80 stings that has almost a million followers or you know Mm -hmm. in people that have liked it or whatever that means yeah yeah which is, it's a good amount. I mean, he's no Bieber, but I'm going to listen to that bad boy when we get off this thing. Yeah, I want to. I want you to text me when you do, because I've actually listened to it. It's not bad. It's not bad. Oh, yeah? You, you just, ex- you expect it to be bad just because, you know, the optics, I guess. But, yeah, um, right. but no, man, it's, it's actually not, it's actually not bad. So yeah, I don't mean to hate, man. He's almost got a million people that like that song. That's pretty good. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see here. So we're moving about on. a million to- more that buys jersey. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna be scouring. I'm gonna be scouring the Buffalo Bills home games looking for a Beasley jersey. <laughs> yeah, you be the first one. It costs five hundred thousand eight hundred twenty-two dollars. <laughs> Uh, poor Cole. Cole. <laughs> We're hating all over this guy. He's he's probably super nice, and he's not a bad player at all. You know, when when Cole's parents named him Cole, the the idea of rapper did not enter their mind. I can tell you that. I, I, I doubt the idea is, is yet to enter their mind. Even though he's got was, a... they're like, yeah, hey, you know what? I think I I think my boy's gonna have flow. I'm gonna I'm gonna name him Cole. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, let's move it over to the Patriots. Um. Over under Brad in terms of wins, 11. You know, I'd say that's pretty spot on. Uh, Obviously, they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. That goes without saying. Uh, But for them, they don't need to win 14 games to consider themselves that way. They just don't, you know. And, And 11 games for them is the same as winning 13. You know, if all it takes is 11 to get, you know, a buy, then that's that's all they're gonna win. You know, it doesn't like that's just what they're gonna do. They're not yeah. gonna like waste energy or they'll even like spend a game figuring it out as opposed to trying to exactly win it. You know, they're just so ahead of the curve that I think eleven is appropriate. Yeah, I would if I had to guess, just because it's the Patriots, like I hate the Gronk thing. We'll get into that in a bit. Um you know, twelve and four is my instinct. Oh, yes, I would take the over. I would definitely not take the under. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a spot on line. And I, I've, I, outside of Buffalo, who I think will be on the under, I've actually like the lines so far. You know, the, the 11 for the Patriots, you know, that's, ugh. I feel like maybe it should be 11 and a half, but, you know, you never know. I think the Gronk thing hurts, though. Um, the fact that he's gone, I, you know, I looked. So they, they signed earlier in the offseason, they they signed Austin Safarian Jenkins, which I actually kind of liked because he's a guy that had potential but couldn't really find it in Tampa Bay. He got cut loose. He spent some time with the Jets, got cut loose. I thought, like, he was going to be on the Patriots. I thought he was actually had a lot of sleeper potential. I think he had a lot of chance to uh, to really, you know, right his career but then he, i guess he had some personal stuff going on so the patriots cut him loose um so now it's basically uh benjamin watson at, at tight end well you know it, it reminds me of because i watched Moneyball on on sunday mm-hmm. i told you about that sean i thought it was fascinating by the way have you ever speaking of have you ever seen the big short I have seen the big short. That was also very good. Yeah, I was going to say that again. Kind of similar tone. I was going to recommend that one based on your. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will watch that again. Um, so, but, you know, getting back to Moneyball, statistically, the Patriots are every bit as good without Gronk. And there's a large sample size because the guy yeah. has been injured plenty, right? But. What analytics don't account for and statistics don't account for are the big players making the big play at the big moment. There mm-hmm. is really no way to measure that up until this point, right? Right. So I think it, I think it could hurt them in, in key situations because the guy always seems to come up super huge when it matters. But um, I, I don't think it's going to be as big a detriment as you would assume – because they're just going to figure out how to play better without him, you know? Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you, Brad. I, I think that where this really hurts, and I think this is the point you are just making, I think it, where it really hurts is the AFC Championship game. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, divisional round of playoffs, something like that, where you need that big play. Like we saw, you know, Gronk in the Super Bowl and against the Chiefs made big plays you know, down the stretch, right? And you don't have that anymore, which basically means for Tom Brady, I'm Tom Brady at quarterback, I'm looking, um, everybody's covered, eh, screw it, I'm just going to throw it to Gronk. Tom Brady doesn't have that anymore, right? Sure, sure, and that's a big deal. That's a big and deal it, in the playoffs. In the playoffs, right. I mean, let's not get it twisted. If Gronk was on the Dolphins and he retired, big blow for the Dolphins. They're going nowhere. They're going to have no success, right? Right, right. But the Patriots can manage to push through quite successfully. But you're right. In in those key moments, like we're saying, it may rear its head. You know, they might not get the, those extra couple first downs mm-hmm. that they would get from him or those extra six points that maybe they would never even deserve to have because he's so fantastic. Yep, yep. Yep. Definitely. Um, Tom Brady, you know, um, you know, depending on the guys or, or the magazines that you read, you might have them up, you might have them down. I personally, I, I have them ranked eighth against quarterbacks. But quarterback, dude, quarterback is so deep. We talked about this, Brad. Like, everybody's yeah. good. Like, I'll give you some context. Um, so, like, when I did the stats, Brad, I had, oh, gosh, you know, obviously Mahomes is number one. Um, and I think maybe... Like Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck were like battling it out. I think Andrew Luck was like the number two quarterback. And then you go down to like number nine and like Drew Brees was like number nine or something like that. Mm. But the points between them were so close. And so Mm. what I'm telling everybody this year is like, dude, the quarterback is so deep. Like, yeah, if you can get Mahomes early, I guess you can. But like the difference between an Andrew Luck and a Drew Brees in terms of scoring, you, it might be like half a point a game. And you can pick right. Andrew Luck in like the second or third round, and you can pick Drew Brees, I guess, you know, based on average draft position, like the eighth round. You're talking about a half point a game. Go pick something else. So anyway, like I like Brady, but, you know, it's not like I'm going to pop on him. Um, I like him a little bit more than everybody else. What do you think about, um, you know, did you watch a lot of Patriots last year? Do you know much about Sony Michelle, Brad? Uh, I don't know a lot about Sony Michelle. I'll be honest. Yeah, he, you know, it's so weird because um, – he looked good. He's he's probably looked the best at running at like pure running um, for the Patriots since like Corey Dillon, but like he had like like twenty catches over the season or something like that. So mm. so so it's like they're what I find weird is because you think of the Patriots and you think like they're so versatile. You know any any player package out there could be any play, but then when you think about it, Sony Michelle's out there. They're probably running the ball. You know, so I, I feel yeah. like, you know, I, I don't have any analytics or stats to back this. It's just a gut feeling in the way that Bill Belichick coaches and everything. I feel like Sony Michel's got to be more involved in the passing game this year because the Patriots don't like being a one-dimensional team and they don't want to be predictable, right? Well, see, that's the thing. If the Patriots need him to be, he's going to be. Yeah, that's a good point. Get him right? on the jugs I mean, machine. If, you, if they don't need him to do anything, he's just not going to do much. Yeah. That, that must be the gamble when, when choosing Patriots team for fantasy football. Like, who knows if he's going to even be used that day yeah, because based on what they determined, he's going to be more of a decoy or maybe he's only going to be effective on third down. These are, like, they're analytic machines, man. Yeah, they are. And I would say out of the two running backs, if I'm in a PPR league, I'm actually probably going to take James White first just because mm. he's consistent, right? Like, he's, he's basically a, a receiver who runs the ball a little bit more. Um, whereas Michelle, like you said, Brad, if you're one dimensional, he might not even be featured. James White at least is featured, right? Um, mm. 
like he'll get his catches every week. He might not get any carries for like three weeks in a row, but he'll get catches. So at least he gives you consistent value. So I like him. Um, you know, Julian Edelman, I like, um, you know, Watson, I guess, because he's going to be on the field with Tom Brady throwing the ball at tight end. I think he'll be okay. The two receivers I find interesting, um, Demarius Thomas landed in New England, as we talked about a few weeks ago, Brad, he landed there on a one-year deal for three mil a year, Mm. which I think is like really, Mm. really low for him, but... You know, maybe well, it'll work he, out. I didn't think he had a lot of uh, takers in the, in the open market. Yeah. I don't know. Is he injured or what happened to him? I don't I, – that's the thing is I don't know. He, I don't think he's yeah. injured. I just think maybe he's got some bad press on him or something. You know, is maybe that he's, right? Hmm. I mean, Denver traded him um, in the middle of the season. Houston didn't pick him up. You know, there are a lot of teams that needed a receiver. I mean, the Patriots just grabbed him kind of on the, uh, in the bargain bin, so good for them. And then they drafted this guy named Nikhil Harry, um, who I feel like, you know, the, the book on him is that he's a tall guy. He's going to be a red zone target. So maybe some of those red zone targets that would have been for Gronk will be redistributed. I mean, they're going to have to be, but maybe Harry will get some of those. But, you know, I don't remember the last time the Patriots had a rookie that drafted a receiver that worked out. Mm. Maybe Edelman, and Edelman was a quarterback when they drafted him. So you know they're not great at drafting receivers. The Patriots, yeah. it's not their strong point for some reason. Yeah, and you know what's funny is the Patriots actually have a you know they have a lot of misses in the draft, but they just have so many freaking picks all the time that you know they can yeah. even hit on a, a lesser percentage than everybody else, and they're still going to have more better players that they drafted because they always accumulate picks. <laughs> they figured it out, man. Hey, Miami, just study them. I know. Whatever they do, do start it. doing. Don't listen to yourself. You don't know better. Yeah, I right? Know. You're not smart. No. Just follow them. I'm not. You're, <laughs> I'm dumb. You're smart. I'm dumb. You're smart. Uh, yeah. I, you're uh, good looking and I'm not attractive. <laughs> you know, like just whatever they do, just try to do it. I guarantee you, your, your seasons will start to pick up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, last team on the list here, man, the, the Jets, seven oh my wins. Oh, God, what this division. Jesus. I know, man. Like the, Patri- like the Patriots have any chance of losing this division. Uh, you no. know, as good as the Patriots are, and, and look, they've won Super Bowl, so they, they win games when it matters. But, like, it, one of the benefits to the Patriots, I think we've talked about this once, Brad, is they can literally six games a year, okay? Yeah, right. Six games a year, they could just tinker. Yeah, and they're almost guaranteed five and one in those six games. It's insane. Right, it's at insane. least five and one, and that's in a six-game stretch. Five and one is fantastic, no matter where you slice it. It's uh, like Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady could get injured, and Brandon Hoyer could start ten games, and Brady can come back and they'll make the playoffs. It's right. it, it's this division. Uh, gosh, it's I like feel you on that, dude. It's not cool. It's, yeah. They have been very fortunate. Very fortunate to be in. I don't. I can't think of another division that has been dominated, and partially because the Patriots are so good. Um, more recently, yeah, the Patriots are good. Obviously, they're reigning Super Bowl champions, but the, the the teams just they can't get their stuff together. There were a couple years with the Rex Ryan where they had the Jets. Um, right. You know, Gase. Right. Gase, who I guess is a good segue back to New York. Gase has had his number in recent seasons in Miami. They always seem to pick one up at the end of the year. Um, and now you have Adam Gase taking over this team. Greg Williams is coming over from Cleveland to coach the defense. That was already, a, a, you know, a pretty talented defense. So I feel like, you know, the Jets are going to generate turnovers. I think they're an underrated fantasy team because of the, that. They're going to have sacks. Um, but you still have Sam Darnold, and and that's the key to this man. It's Sam Darnold, how well he acclimates to uh, to Adam Gase's system. But what do you think about Darnold? Uh, you know, I don't think much of him but right now. I didn't see him play much last year. He was a rookie, correct, yeah. and uh, they weren't exactly successful. Uh, you know, that book has to be written still. That's all. The verdict's still out, and that's okay. That's I'll say okay. this. 
you know, Adam Gase has won a playoff game with Tim Tebow at quarterback. Adam Gase uh, made Ryan Tannehill um, a playoff quarterback. So, all right, okay, I mean, the, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the book's still out on Darnold, and he, you know, I would say that Darnold has more talent than either one of those two had. So it's feasible, right? Now, look back to your point. Uh, you know, let's not detract credit from the Patriots, and we're not doing that. You know, they have been good for a long time, and they deserve it, but. They have been in a division, to your point, with literally three teams that cannot get it together. <laughs> they just cannot manage to get it together, all three of them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's like I, I look to my own division. My, by my own, I mean Green Bay's division, right? And the Bears haven't been exactly powerhouses, but they they get it together. They're not yeah. like, you know, completely out of touch and mm-hmm. dumpster fires. Like mm-hmm. they, and the Vikings, too. Like they get their shit together. You know, even if there's a bad year, but that's all three of these teams, man. They're almost walking around with blindfolds on. I know, it's nuts. Something else, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the other divisions. I mean, the South, they they all rotate. You know, there hasn't been clear dominance. Um, although New, I think New Orleans. Yeah, spoiler alert for the uh, NFC South. I think New Orleans uh, will run away from the division with the division this year. Uh, your point to the North. Yeah, I mean, you always have contenders there. There's always somebody that Green Bay has had to fight through during those years. Sure, and now, sure, if, you yeah. know, Minnesota. They, there was always a fight. Um, the it's NFC never East. Never like is, they're the the best ones, and the other three yeah. are dumpster fires. It's never been that way. Uh, Kansas City has had a little bit of a run, but not as long. And now, of course, the Chargers are so good. Um, the, I would say maybe the closest might have been the South when Peyton Manning was there. The AFC South, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with the Jacksonville and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But even yeah, yeah. back then, you had some Jeff Fisher, you know, Tennessee teams that yeah. were good. Yeah, I it's remember just, those Tennessee teams, man. They were pretty good for a while. Yeah, and even those Jacksonville teams, you know, uh, with Brian, you know, they, they weren't complete walkovers. With Brunel and... It's like the Badlands, man. You got like you got like one rock and then nothing but farmland. I don't. That's a weird analogy. Actually, it was probably. Remember the Titans? I remember Green Bay went McNair? in there one year and they were like eight and zero. They were flying. Dude. McNair must, was it McNair? They I think were eight so. With McNair in like two thousand and eight or nine uh, or ten. Oh no, that might have been. Um, oh gosh, uh, that uh, that Texas quarterback. But they were fantastic for a few seasons. Yeah. I don't know. They weren't really, really, really good since McNair, I think. And that might have been like Fool's Gold 8-0 or something like that. But um, back to the Jets. Uh, What do you think about Le'Veon Bell there, man? Hmm, Well, I think he's a a very talented guy for sure. Um, And we touched on this. I don't think it's a running back league. So if all you have is a running back, you have nothing in my opinion. You're not going to run your way to – to victories it's just that the rules aren't set up for that and it's a, it's a different game he is great but when was the last time a running back ever took anybody to anything i'm, I'm thinking um you know we we saw what saquon barkley did for and how great he was for the giants last year and look at the giants you know mm-hmm. To your point, um, you know, I think you could make an argument about Gurley during McVay's first season, but that's all McVay. That's not Gurley, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I, I I don't know Emmett Smith in the nineties. Yeah, but he was also on a you know they had an incredible offensive line, they had an incredible quarterback yep. and receiving core. I yep. mean that was a that was an all time offense. Yeah, you're right. So it's kind of a bit of apples and oranges. Um, 
Yeah, he was an integral part, but Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis is, is Terrell one. Davis is the guy. Yeah, yeah Terrell Davis is, is the guy, but he still had Elway. So let's not forget about mm-hmm. that. Even though Elway was on his way out, but yep. he was still he was still very very good. Elway, yep. obviously. Um, I just don't think that's the recipe. Not in any way, shape, and form. And then how, how much money did they give him? They gave him a boatload. I too assume. much. Too much. They gave him too much. So it's. I don't think that's going to be good for them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a great fit either. He's going. I, I saw like his average draft position. He's he's like ranked like six seventh somewhere that, around there against other running backs. And I just think that's. I think I think that's way too high. I think he's got huge bust potential because not only that, as I say in my book, um, you know, you got to look at the system. You got to look at, at the style of coaching. And Adam Gase is not a let's pound the ball with one guy type coach. He likes to spread it out. Like for years in Miami, um, Kenyon Drake has been clearing away the the best running back in that, in that system. Um, but he still gives the ball to other people, whether it's Frank Gore last year or somebody else before that. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't like him there. Um, Elijah McGuire, I kind of like, but it's kind of weird, um, as a backup run in there. What I do like though, oh, here's one, Brad, uh, Jamison Crowder went there from Washington. So that's an interesting move. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I kind of like Quincy Anunwa. I actually am on a lot higher on Quincy Anunwa than anybody else. Like he's like, to me, Brad, when I was watching games last year, Anunwa was one of those guys that when Darnold was in trouble, he threw it at Anunwa. Mm-hmm. And like he's not a sexy player, he's not a lot of player. He's not a player that a lot of people have even heard of, but he shows up if you actually watch the games as I do. Um, the problem was like he, he, Darnold was running for his life a lot last season. They had a steal offense. There were a lot of incompletions, but I think Anunwood could be a huge uh, a huge sleeper this year. And he's like going undrafted in most leagues, so he could be like a last round pickup. But I don't know, man. Yes. Like. Just to bring it up, dude, in two thousand and eight, the Titans went thirteen and three, and I think they started like eight and zero. And before that, they were ten and six. A couple years before that, they were twelve and four. So is that Vince Young? Who was the quarterback there? Can you look at yeah, the quarterback? Okay. Yeah, I can. It was Vince Young, Holy and it was moly. also do you know two quarterbacks that year? It was Kerry uh, Collins. There. Yes, Kerry Collins for sure. How about that for stupid knowledge? Good for you, dude. That was that was actually quite impressive. <laughs> Quite impressive, man. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed. I would have guessed Vince Young, although it does surprise me that they were so good with him. But I guess uh, Kerry Collins, man. Kerry Collins took the Giants to a Super Bowl, man. No, it was uh, McNair. McNair that passed away. McNair passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Got shot. What happened to Vince Young, dude? I think he ended up landing with the Packers for a year. After that, I lost track of him. Oh, no kidding. Maybe he's playing in the. that uh, th- that NFL league or that com- the competitor football maybe he's in the XFL. Hmm. How did McNair pass away? What happened to him? He got shot. Uh, oh no! Was, shit! Who shot him? Uh, it was some. I believe it was some kind of domestic thing where like, like his girlfriend shot him or something. I don't think it was his girlfriend. I feel like it was somebody affiliated with his girlfriend. I'm, you know what? Let me just look it up because I'd feel bad about throwing shade and not wrapping that up on the podcast. So I'll, I'll look at that. Dude, um, people do wild things out of the name of of love or romance or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's passion. Bad decision to ever mess with anybody's woman because they – different ball game. Uh, yeah, McNair was fatally shot by his mistress in a murder-suicide. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Yep. What a waste, right? That's, uh, that's, yeah, that, that is terrible. I was. Uh, I started watching Dexter again. Did you ever watch Dexter, Brad? Uh, I watched an episode or two a long time ago. It didn't stick. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see why that would be. Uh, my wife and I liked the show. We started watching because it it's on Netflix. And um, um, part of, well, in one of the episodes, a guy says to you know 
to somebody's like, hey, look, you know, when you kill somebody, you're not just killing that person, you're snuffing out everything that that person could be, you know? Mm. So it's like mm. all that future potential, all that stuff. It's just a bummer yeah. when that stuff happens. Not just because it's McNair and a football player, just anything, man. It's just a yeah, bummer. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I don't think I have anything else worth, uh, worth talking about on the Jets. I mean, it's the Jets. So I just named like seriously like the the Bills. Let me let me go back and see if I can do this from memory because I I shut my my uh, little notes down. So the Bills, the three receivers. You got Brown, Zay Jones, Cole Beasley. You Dolphins. You have Stills. You have Wilson. You have um, Parker, Devontae Parker. The Jets. You have Anunua, Robbie Anderson, and uh, Jamison Crowder. These are your receivers. Even the Patriots, if you look at it, you have Edelman, who I like. You have Nikhil Harry and Demarius Thomas, who apparently has um, has some question marks. The Patriots, I think, have far and away the best receivers in this division. Read the Jets again for me. Uh, the Jets was uh, Quincy Anunua, Robbie Anderson, and Jamison Crowder. I like Crowder. I like Robbie Anderson. I, do. I like Crowder, yeah. I think they have an okay squad at receiver. Yeah, I, I think it's, this is going to be more of a scheme-based thing. I feel like Adam Gase, not not that they're um, you know they run the same system or anything, but I feel like Adam Gase is almost like a to me like a like a poor man's Jay Gruden in Washington. Like he always uh, he uh. always has offenses that can move the ball. And like I said, I mean he took Tannehill um, took him to the playoffs, so he can win with quarterbacks that are, that are unheralded. You know, Jay yep. Cutler's best year was with Adam Gase in Chicago. No kidding. Yeah, so I mean Gase has talent at coaching. It's just. Uh, We'll see. I feel like I felt like this um, because I knew Gase was going to get fired in Miami. I've always felt like Gase, if he got a second chance in a good organization, could be like you know a perennial playoff team. Now, I don't think the Jets are a good organization. No offense, Jets fans. I think there's always like some drama going on there. Um, but you know, if Gase winded up in like you know, let's just say a, a Pittsburgh or something like that, somewhere stable. I think he could do all right. I feel the same way with uh, Jay Gruden, by the way. When he eventually gets canned in Washington, it could be this year. If he ends up in a in a situation with a good GM, good stable management, I think he could be pretty good. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Googly eyes taken care of. He does, man. That Adam Gase, man. He's like a cricket. <laughs> what is that dude, have you ever seen that before? He's look, look like, like a, he's on acid. He's like a, cr- a cricket looking for a robin in the in the yard. <laughs> what the hell is that? I don't know, I've never man. Seen that human before. You'd be like if you like if you put the microphone down by his legs, you'll hear chirping noises. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm surprised that guy can get hired doing anything. I know. You, know, you wouldn't trust that guy to drive your kids to school on a big yellow bus. I but wonder I how many cups of coffee that guy drinks. So, like, if you're if you're <laughs> if you're the owner and the GM, you know, in the meeting, like, I, I, and, and you get done with the Adam Gase meeting, just like, man, that guy was really alert the whole time, wasn't he? Yeah. Boy, he's really tuned in. He's really he's really <laughs> amped up, this guy. He's intense. I like it. And Adam Gase from that same meeting, he calls his wife. He's like, I don't know. I think I blew it. I felt a little tired the whole time. Like it's drowsy. drowsy. <laughs> <laughs> I get to sleep. I was a little worn down. I run down. Yeah, gosh, I felt so tired. And they're like, the Jets are like, man, this is the most alert guy we've ever seen in our lives. we got to hire this guy. Guys bring the passion, and then in the press conference, they see him. It's just like they hear chirping noises. Yeah. It's like what was that? There's like a shadow, like a, something comes across a light, and he thinks it's like a like a you hawk. Guys see, I didn't even see him blink the whole time. He's <laughs> like a shark. He's like a shark yeah. in the water. 
<laughs> what a freak. He doesn't he doesn't blink, but like the ne- the, the interviewer asks him a question. He's like, "Hey, let me, hold on." He pulls out his like his vice scene, his eye drops. It's like, "Sorry, I can't blink." Drip, 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 drip. And I'm gay. <laughs> we don't want to rip on Cole Beasley for being a rapper, but we we ripped the shit out of Adam Gates oh, in those yeah, eyes. Oh yeah, feel bad about that. Just because he looks different than somebody else. It, you know, the most beautiful thing I think in this whole off season, now that I think about it, um, is that Adam Gates landed in New York, like the biggest media market in the world. All we're going to see is this guy just like, like looking oh, around. That's, yeah, that's the best thing that's ever happened to anybody. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's going to be great. I'm going to look forward to every single press conference. You know what? I'm a new Jets fan. <laughs> see if you can get yourself an adam gase jersey if they make yeah. those. <laughs> that'll be good uh well on that note do you have anything else brad no man i'm good to go we gotta get, just get through these past few sundays of uh watching back to the future and uh yeah, i know right yeah and it'll be on yeah i think we're gonna have um on functional sports of this week uh sam's out so i think we're gonna replace uh, baseball llama's gonna be on we're gonna be talking um you know some baseball some fantasy baseball we'll have dave mason for bet online on um thanks again to bet online um what else oh check out uh the fantasy football almanac and draft guide again if you get that and you sign up for the uh for the free email updates i'll give you the copy of uh Road to solo for free um and, uh, and we'll go from there. Roto Solo is really cool. If you're into daily fantasy, guys, seriously, you know, pick that up because my analytics are really good. I got a lot of people paid last year. Um, it's what kind of builds the show during the NFL season, so that's really cool. Um, so with that said, everybody, hey, go out and have a great week. Make some bets. Get paid.